It's good to be back, back here. You know, as I was looking back, today is day 36 since Easter, since we celebrated Easter. Um, a lot has happened during those 36 days. Some good, some not so good. Um, during this time, we have been, um, we've spent the Eastertide, as, as John was talking about, reflecting on what the resurrection means and how it changes our lives as we walk our journey of faith. During this time, um, for those who may or may not have noticed, we added, we added a candle to our allotment of candles that only showed up on Easter Sunday. This is what we call the Paschal candle. And we light it traditionally um, during the Easter vigil that's right before, you know, the night before Easter that comes into Easter morning. Um, and it's symbolic of, of the light of Christ, um, not unlike um, what we have at Christmas time. But we shine it, it's a kind of the resurrected life um, of Christ. And we, we, we let it stay lit all during Easter. Um, so this is the last Sunday that we'll actually um, have it lit. For us. Um, but it's that reminder that he is our light and that he's present in our midst. The passage that we read from Acts reminds us of what happened after Jesus' resurrection. As, as, as was read we talked about the fact that this was a second volume. The Gospel of Luke um, um, was written by Luke and as well as Acts was. And so Acts was the second one. So he kind of picked up where we left off and is reminding us that we, um, reminds us that Jesus spent the first 40 days after he was raised here on earth before he went to heaven. And during that time, he was encouraging his disciples and convincing them that he was indeed alive and that his resurrection meant something for them. One of the most common things he said that was repeated and that we read in, in, in all the Gospels whenever he met with them was, fear not or do not be afraid, um, which makes sense because this is the man who um, they all saw die, but yet he's alive. He was convincing them that he wasn't just a ghost because he was eating and drinking. And he was, as we're reminded from, from the Acts reading, talking about the kingdom of God. We re we've heard during this time about what forgiveness actually looks like. We saw that and reconciliation of Peter on the beach when Jesus reconciled with him. And Peter realized that he was once again good with Jesus his Lord, even though he had denied him three times. Also talked about that we would be receiving help after he did leave, because he was only going to be here 
um, for this short time and that he was preparing to leave. However, he's going to send help. He's preparing all these scriptures that we read today are this mixture of scriptures that are um, expressing the promises that Jesus made both before he left um, and then in a vision of what is to come. One of the things that the people asked Jesus before he left when he said, you know, I'm going to be going, but I'll be sending a helper with you. The people asked, so does that mean the kingdom of Israel will finally be here? As I kept reflecting on that, it's like they still didn't quite get what, why Jesus came and what that picture was going to be. Um, saying, he said, you know, we don't know when it's going to come. We, saw, we read that beautiful picture um, from Revelation that Dean read of what it will be like when heaven is on earth. That's the complete picture. Um, and it was beautiful. Um, in fact, it, uh, as I was sitting there, it's like, oh, can I, I just can't wait until that time comes. Um, just because of all the heaviness that, that our current situation is um, that is going on that, that we're living right now. But Jesus knew that his disciples were living that also. He knew that they were going to live that, that heaviness. The times then were not great when Jesus was walking um, on earth. You know, another... Um, you know, king was over Jerusalem. They didn't have their, their freedom to do everything that they wanted to do. They had more than they did at some times. But there were constant uprisings. There were constant stuff going on. Um, and Jesus knew that. Um, and so he said, when the kingdom comes, I don't know. However, you will have help um, until that time comes. And I will be sending um, um, the Father will be sending a helper for you, but you have to wait until you receive it. What he was getting them ready for um, is that he, um, what we're about to, that he was going to ascend to the Father and would not be physically with them again. Wouldn't be able to walk along and break bread with them anymore in person. But he gave us a promise a promise that we would have help during this time. That helper would help us share who God is, but we also know that, as other descriptions of that helper would be an advocate for us, a counselor, a comforter, a guide. We reflect back the gospel that John just read, was a reflection back um, on part of um, his time with his disciples on the night he was to be betrayed. On that night, he, they just had the Last Supper, and then he shared all this information with them. One of the things that he said was that 
The peace I leave you is the peace that I have. The first time I made sense for me, this was a life changer for me. The peace that Jesus had to walk through the journey that he did all the way through um, his life, both for ministry and the strength to share what he needed to share, to handle all the negativity and the people wanting to stone him, and the peace that it took to go through the torture and the walking to Calvary and dying on the cross. That peace that, that he had to do that, that peace meaning the pure trust he had in God, he was leaving here with us. Everything that he, he had, the ability that he had, he was leaving here with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. This was this promise that he, that he made before, before he died. And we're reminded that this Holy Spirit will be coming, but we have to wait and receive that. There's a lot of times in our lives that um, we feel like anytime there's change in our lives, we're on this time that we have to make a decision about how we're going to trust. Are we going to believe in the promises that God is giving us? Are we going to believe as the disciples had to choose to believe when he watched, when they watched Jesus rise in front of them, are we going to believe the promises that he made? Because he's not here anymore. Are we going to believe that? We get asked that every time we have a change, whether it's good or bad. This is a season of graduations. I just went through, my daughter graduated from college um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was a glorious time. And they say, yes, and you're now ready to go off. Well, now she has to live that way. <laughs> now she's on her own. It's like, can she, you know, is she going to turn and trust? Are all these graduates going to be able to trust um, that God will provide what they need? Same with you with a new job or the not-so-good side when you lose a job. You trust Every time we have a change, God asks us to make a similar um, request where he requests of us is saying, are you willing to trust me even in this change, good or bad? New home, new town, if you have an illness or an injury, or even new tensions, whether it be socially politically, um, ethically. Um, as I talked a little bit earlier, it's been kind of a heavy time hearing about all the stuff going on, um, um, some close, some far away, from the war in Ukraine, which is starting to get a little bit less, less because we're having so much disruption at home. And he's saying there's still hope beyond this. This isn't me, per se, but I am here and I can get you through and walk you through what that needs to look like. What that needs to look like. And there is hope. He offers his peace through the Holy Spirit um, and guidance and wisdom and courage. That's kind of what that peace that, that he talks, it's a trust and a courage to step forward even when we don't can't see 
the promise right before us. Whether um, heaven, you know, whether he's going to come back and heaven will, um, will be here on earth in our lifetime, we have no idea. But he will be with us and walking that. So on this, as, as we're approaching that 40 days when, when we remember and commemorate the ascension um, and waiting and waiting for, um, for that Holy Spirit that we will um, talk about when we meet again on Pentecost. But in that interim time, um, my, my question for myself and each of us, are we living like we have that peace of Jesus? And if not, you know, right now, um, what, what, what could look, what, how would it look if we did? If we walked with that peace, what would, what would it look like for us? Uh, maybe it's in one particular situation that, that we have. I, I had a patient um, the other day who had asked to, um, to have a visit and he said, I realize that I have no control. They're taking me off to this procedure and I can either come out of it doing better or it could put me into having this major surgery and I won't know and I have no control. I have to trust um, in these doctors that God is going to guide them. And he said, and I, I want the peace that I can, can do that. We prayed together. And one of the words that he got out of that was, find the tr um, trust of a new form in this part of his journey. It takes a new trust. In each part of our journey, it takes that. So when he was telling the disciples that um, things are going to change again, but the hope is still there, the promise is still there of all these things that we talked about, that there is something different. And as you keep turning to me, you'll still see these glimpses of the kingdom of God here on earth before it is complete. The not yet, the now but not yet, as sometimes we talk of that. So perhaps in the next couple of weeks, we can start this afternoon as, um, as, as we... Um, pause for a moment, some time to reflect on Jesus' promises to the followers as he ascended to the Father in the same way the disciples had to face Jesus leaving them physically again. What does it look like to wait on the Holy Spirit and trust in Jesus, the unseen promise of peace through trusting God, that there is hope in our future even when it seems dark and a bit hopeless at times? Thanks for being with us online in the Sermon Podcast. To find out more about Holy Trinity Silicon Valley, head to www.holytrinitysv.org.